Greetings. Welcome to my coffee talk. My name is Danielle Joy Davis. I am a professor in the School of Education at St. Louis University in the area of higher education administration. And my coffee talk today is entitled How Homeschooling Has Shaped My Professional Life, right? In essence, while the bulk of my experiences have been in private schools and occasionally public schools, there were periods of my youth where my parents actually homeschooled me. And this was during middle school and high school. And what I wanted to share today was how elements of that homeschooling experiment actually followed me in positive ways that still impact my professional life and has enriched my professional life, all right? So there are a variety of things that have emerged when I reflected upon my homeschooling experiences and in terms what emerged, I made into a model, which I called the BREATHE model, right? And BREATHE stands for the following. Be present and attentive to life. Review low-hanging fruit. Energy will guide you. Accumulative work. Think outside the box. Honor yourself and your story. Evaluate your progress purpose and goals. And these are all things that I think I honed and mastered, particularly when I was being homeschooled by my parents during those periods of my youth. So I'm gonna just simply go through each of those elements of the model and apply them to my professional life. The first, be present and attentive to life. In essence, what I mean by that is my practice of daily noting and writing down my own burst of creativity and then acting upon those thoughts to consistently improve my work, those are things that I do now. But I actually particularly did that also as a homeschooler. You know, there, uh, my parents allowed me to basically focus on what interested me and to go with that. And that included my burst of creativity, right? And in essence, I bring that to my work today. You know, I'm always thinking in creative ways. And if I get an insight, I write it down and then I go back to it and hone it. And it's just a daily process that I think enriches my work and actually makes my writing, my teaching and the way I interact, interact with others more interesting, all right? Next, review the hanging fruit. In essence, the resourcefulness of homemade 
homeschool games created by my mom has led to my own continued productivity when molding opportunities for myself and others professionally, all right? And I think that, you know, in terms of reviewing low-hanging fruit, I'm always thinking outside the box in terms of what makes sense for me professionally, but not just me, you know, what are ways that I can involve the community and create opportunities for others too. An example of this is how in the past and even currently, I have often included children in my professional presentations. So uh, I think there were some uh, initially in my field, they were like, Dr. Davis is presenting with 10 and 11 year olds. And my thought was, yes, you know, my thought is if they have contributed to the research in terms of being participants, they should share their own story right? What better way to get the story of a young person than to have it come out of his or her mouth directly, right? As opposed to me reiterating something that a 10, 11, or 12-year-old said. I would rather that 10, 11, or 12-year-old be there with me to share with the adults in the field their experiences with learning. So that's just my experience and, and the way that I have been resourceful and provided opportunities for others in creative ways. Next is energy will guide you. Now, my parents were very gentle with me. And now that I reflect back, I clearly see that they very much trusted me as a learner. They trusted that even though I was 12 years old, that I would be focused and that in by the deadline, I would produce a product. And I did, you know, so, so I proved them right. But in essence, upon reflection, I realized that they really, that requires trust of them as parents, right? And they always assumed I was doing my best in any given experience. And now, just the same way that they were gentle with me, right now, even as a professional and as an adult, I'm gentle with myself. And one way that I'm gentle with myself is if I don't like something in terms of what I have to do for work, I either simply decline, pleasantly decline and say, no, I cannot do this task at this time, or I will simply change it to make that task more interesting or meaningful to me, right? So in essence, to give you an example of this, you know, uh, there are many elements of being a faculty member, right? When you're a professor, you know, you have your teaching, you have your research, and you have your service. And I must say, there's certain elements of the, that work that I prefer more than others. My least favorite part, clearly, is committee work. Being on a committee, sitting in a space, of, uh, particularly some committees, sitting in a space uh, for longer than an hour in situations where I think, I don't know if we're really making great progress here. <laughs> so in situations like 
bad when I'm not happy with the committee work that I have to do, I just simply change it up. And the way that I usually change it up is I simply make elements of that work fit my personality and fit what I love to do. So to give you an example, I enjoy writing, all right? So there have been committees where in essence, I thought to myself, I have to do something to make this committee more interesting to me, right? And the way that I did it was I simply came to a committee meeting and I proposed to the members of the committee, I said, guess what? I have an idea. How about we figure out a creative way to turn our committee work into a book chapter or into a journal article or even, whoa, what if we make our committee work into an entire book, right? And I will say that 99.9% .9 of the time when I do this, generally the other committee members have been on board. And in essence, I have transformed that committee work into something, and particularly my contribution to the committee, to something that I enjoy doing and into something that others can, can follow and, and benefit from, right? So that's one example of how I simply transform the work I'm not happy with into something I'm happy with. <laughs> All right, next is accumulative work. Similar to homeschooling, I continue to work in multiple small chunks of time each day, just like I did when I was homeschooling, just like I did when I was a middle school student or high school student. That's the way I work. In essence, when my parents homeschooled me, it was never sit down at this table for eight hours and do X, Y, and Z. It was never like that. I always had goals for that day. And then in essence, I met those goals in chunks of time. Maybe it was 30 minute chunks of time throughout the day meeting a given goal, or even in many cases, it was more than one goal to complete throughout the day. That has not changed. <laughs> I still, in essence, work in chunks of time for everything I do, whether it's preparing for a class, I prepare for the class that I'm teaching in chunks of time. When I'm writing a journal article, I never sit down and write for four hours straight. No, I definitely write in chunks of time. You know, they may be chunks of an hour at a time, an hour break and another hour then a break, right? So this is just the way I work. And I think it suits me well because again, reminds me of that homeschooling experience where I was free to work wherever the energy guided me. Uh, and that gets back to the one that we just mentioned before, right? And that reminds me of the tortoise and the hare, right? I think that if there was a tortoise and a hare, I would be the tortoise. But guess what? The tortoise won the race, right? With slow, steady work. So that's another thing, you know, that even if, you know, sometimes 
work schedules may not be the traditional uh, full eight hours straight with no break, still plenty of productivity can be done with uh, uh, very types of work styles. And I think that I'm a very good example of how having a different type of work style yields productivity for me. And it has for many years, all right? Next, think outside the box, okay? So again, I had project-centered, child-directed homeschooling when I was young. And this has led me to continuously ask the questions, the following questions, even in my professional life today. What can I do to make any given task that I'm doing in my work joyful and meaningful? Right? I always ask that because I'm always trying to make work pleasant for myself, meaningful for myself. And sometimes it involves doing some mental gymnastics on my part, but I always succeed. <laughs> All right. And how can I make the work that I'm doing suit me as a person, personally, uh, individually? And again, uh, that requires creativity, but then I enjoy the creative process. And generally I'm always able to apply any type of work that's given to me and complete it and be productive in terms of completing it in a timely manner, in a way that resonates with me, okay? All right, next, honoring yourself and your story. One thing that I learned is the over the years, and this started even when I was a homeschool youth, is the importance of honoring the family, my culture, and myself throughout the process, right? And I've even demonstrated this in my professional career in that there have been pieces in terms of some of the journal articles that I've written where I collaborated with my mother I've collaborated with one of my aunts. I've collaborated with my brother and my son on journal articles and book chapters, right? So this is a way that I have been able to honor my own experiences, honor the experiences of my family members. And generally when we do that, we do that through an autoethnographic method, all right? Finally, evaluate your progress, purpose, and goals, all right? I have a daily and weekly review of professional and personal goals that I typically develop. I typically develop it first monthly, then weekly, and then day by day, I make sure that I'm on track in terms of reaching the, those overall goals. And actually, one book that I absolutely love is the book called The 12-Week Year. And I was introduced to this uh, about almost a year ago. And I love it because just like the subtitle says, using the book, The 12-Week Year, it helps you stay very focused on your goals, both professional and professionally. And I love the subtitle. The subtitle is Get More Done in 12 Weeks than other people do in a year. I love it. 
And I think they're right because using the 12 week year has really increased my own product productivity. I highly recommend it. I've actually even included elements of it in terms of helping my 12 year old son stay on track with his academic and personal goals. Yes. All right. This concludes my coffee talk. And I'm so happy that you have viewed this. And I want to say that if you have any questions whatsoever, feel free to contact me. My email address is just simply djdavis at slu.edu. djdavis at slu.edu, no spaces. God bless you all and enjoy your afternoon or evening. Thank you. Thank you.